Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right. I have Ram Iyer. He is the president of Business Thinking Institute, is a business thinker, and uh, part of his tagline is immigrant mindset. Uh, Ram, thanks for coming back on the show. How have you been? I've been doing wonderful. I mean, it's beautiful in Princeton, so. Good. All right. I've read uh, that you wrote, many people feel fail before they have a chance to succeed. Explain to me the, the depth of, of that statement. See, um, I, I um, you know, many people, there, there are several things here. Many people start something and they presume that they're going to finish it or that they will be successful at it. And very often, uh, most things that people start end up nowhere. And I spent, I had, I had a debacle in one of my businesses. And uh, I picked up the phone, called people, and they said, you would have succeeded if only you had more capital, more technology, uh, better technology, you had a better team, you had a better plan. They kept telling me all these things. And what it turned out was not so much what I didn't have, but rather what I had that was holding me back, if that makes sense. Yes. In other words, each one of us has things within us that tend to hold us back. So think of it this way. Let's say you're, read, uh, you're running a 100-meter race, and most people focus on, I need to get new socks, new sneakers, new shorts, a new uh, you know, shirt. I need to put the gel on my hair so that I become more aerodynamic all of which are relevant. But they often forget to look down and notice that there is a ball and chain tied around their ankle. In other words, every one of us has baggage. And the easiest way to make success quickly or, or achieve success quickly is to identify and get rid of, those, of that baggage. I call those the silent killers of success. It's baggage that each one of us has, and they fall in two categories. One, I know I have a certain certain baggage, but I don't want anybody to know. I don't want you to know that I have this baggage, so I kind of keep it secret. But just because I keep it secret from you and the rest of the world doesn't mean it's not baggage. It's still baggage that is mine. Two. Let's say that my wife and I have a major argument and we're kind of, uh, things are blowing up at home. This is stuff around me, or maybe I'm having a major disagreement with my partner. This is just around me. I'm going to try and hide that from the world as well. Just because I hide it does not mean that it is not there. So those are the silent killers of success that prevent people from succeeding. In fact, they cause them to fail even before they have a chance to succeed. Does that make sense? 
I can see that applying not just in business, but also definitely in your personal life and your relationships, which really, if you ask me, you've got to be able to get that right to get the interpersonal relationships with your business right. And the people around you, let alone the extended family, your clients and your, your some clients okay. and customers. Am I, am I on track with you on this? Absolutely. See, I'll give you one very simple example. Let's say you're in business. There's you, your, your spouse or your partner, and your business. If you have your, 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 your spouse with you and you focus on pleasing your spouse, chances are your business is not going to do well if you overdo the spouse. On the other hand, if you over-focus on the business, chances are you'll end up with a divorce. If you end up focusing on yourself, you become an egomaniac. So you really need all three, you, your, your spouse, and your business to be in balance in order for you to achieve sustained success. Why do highly educated people, uh, you know, very smart people, why do they fail? Or, or why do many of them not achieve the, the success that they actually anticipated? See, I, I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I was talking to uh, uh, a PhD in engineering yesterday. I was talking to an MIT uh, MBA earlier today. A common uh, uh, trait that both of them have is the reason why many smart people fail. They tend to presume that because they are smart, because they have a certain credential, one guy has a PhD in engineering, the other guy is an MIT grad, they presume that they will succeed. As, as you know, you know, if you and I are running a race, the only thing that matters is what happens on the field. And you can whip me. Uh, because, you know, you're focused on the race and uh, you train for it better than I did. So smart people presume success. One other classic big reason is smart people think too much. Like I, I told this guy, here are things I find, found out. And if you use these three things, you fix these three things, you too can be more successful. And you know what his reaction was? Let me think about it. I knew he was not going to act. Right. <laughs> so smart people think too much. In other words, what is their, one of their biggest attributes, one of their biggest strengths becomes their, becomes their biggest enemy for success. I get it. All right. Um, you had mentioned the silent killers. Give us a better explanation, a deeper meaning to the silent killer statement that you use. See... I, I labeled it as the silent killers because um, these are things that are either within us individually or around us that we intentionally choose to hide from the outside world. So it's silent only because nobody else can hear it, see it. Maybe they'll see it. So let's say that I'm a pompous ass and you see it. What are the chances you're going to come up to me and say, Ram, you're a pompous ass? Well, you do that and I'll never talk to you again. So he say, I'm not going to do that to Ram. Hmm. So that's why I call them the silent killers. How do you eliminate the silent killers? 
Well, it depends upon which silent killer you have. Like, for example, one of the, I've identified 18 silent killers so far. And this will be the uh, subject of the book I'm going to write with the Marshall Goldsmith, probably late next year or early the year after. Uh, so, for example, let's say that you and I have known each other since childhood and we meet every Saturday morning at Denny's. And we are a group of, you know, five, ten people. And now suddenly you become successful. And the rest of us are still about where we are. You still want to come and hang out with us. You still want to come out on Saturdays and have the, the big breakfast at Denny's. But now when the check comes, people say, hey, you know, give it to Michael. You know, he's the one with the money these days, you know. And people start treating you differently. And you know that in order for you to become even more successful, you need to change your friends. You need to go and start hanging out, perhaps go to Friends of Peter on Saturday mornings instead of going to Denny's for breakfast. But you're reluctant to not go to Denny's because that means giving up a piece of your past. So what happens is psychologically, subconsciously, you start fighting yourself and you try to prevent yourself from succeeding. Not because you're not capable, not because you don't want success. It's because succeeding means giving up something else that you value very highly, i.e. your friend circle that you meet every Saturday morning at Dennis. You have to move out so of your comfort people zone. People like that have success phobia. You'd say, you know, that's crazy. Why would people have success phobia? People have success phobia because they value something else more highly than they value success makes a great point all right rom thanks for being a guest on today i'll see you next tuesday and we'll pick up on a new topic but thank you for all of the wisdom you've imparted to me and our audience today absolutely many many thanks for having me mike my pleasure all right you've been watching ceo money with michael yorba thanks for joining with us like us on facebook follow us on twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel